Hey girl, you're listening to Live Free Radio. I'm your host, Letitia Bate. I'm a registered health coach certified in holistic nutrition and weight loss for women, as well as a retired nurse and fierce PCOS advocate. PCOS stands for polycystic ovary syndrome, and this led me to my mission for empowering women who are like me to start giving up the lies that diet culture has been feeding you for years so that you can live out your most fierce and best freaking life. Let's get to today's episode. Before we get to today's episode, I want to take just a moment to talk to you about Vida Sheets Maori Cairo Complex. The Myro de Cairo Complex is an amazing tool to have in your PCOS toolbox. The main ingredient is going to be Myro Inositol and de Cairo Inositol, which is in that preferred 40 to 1 ratio, which can help you bring hormonal balance, improve fertility, regulate your menstrual cycle, and so much more. But the great thing that I love about Vitashik's Myro de Cairo Complex is that it also contains some other really great ingredients, which is going to be things like chromium, which can help improve your insulin sensitivity, which for most of us with PCOS, we struggle with our insulin anyways, and that can actually lead to reducing your androgens, which causes your PCOS symptoms. It can even aid in weight loss and so much more. So if you're you know, wanting to check out a little bit more information, you can go to www.vadashikusa.com or you can actually scroll down and listen to episode 22 as I interview Vadashik CEO, Samantha, and we talk all about this new product. And of course, I always want to try to save you money where I can. So when you order, be sure to use the code LIVEFREE25, all caps, that way that you can save 25% off of your order. And now we'll get to today's episode. Welcome back to Live Free Radio today. You guys are in for such a treat. I have like the OG original PCOS advocate with me, Ashley Levinson. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be talking with you, be talking with your listeners and, um, talking about PCOS. Yeah, yeah. And if if the listeners just, you know, don't know, like you are widely, worldly known as PCOS girl, you have been advocating for what, 20 years? Is that right? I have been uh, over 20 years now. Oh. But yes, about about 20 years. Um, I call myself the PCOS dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you were the pioneer. Um, so yeah, Ashley, do you care? I know, you know, obviously that shares a little bit about you of how like you've really been fighting this battle for our community for so long, but do you care to share a little bit more about yourself with us? Sure. Um, I got involved in advocacy and education for PCOS out of my own anger and frustration when I was first diagnosed. Um, Just real quick, I'll try to go through the timeline, but at 13 years old, um, at the start of my menstrual cycle, I was having irregular periods. And uh, when I finally had a period, it was so severe that it was debilitating. I couldn't even go to school. So my mom said, I think there's something going on here. We need to get this checked out. So at 13 years old, I was introduced to an OBGYN, which... Mm -hmm was kind of traumatic as a young girl. Um, And we discussed what was going on. And I remember to this day what he said to me. He said, sometimes girls your age have a hard time growing into their hormones. 
I'm going to give you some pills. You take them every day. And when you want to have kids, come back and see me and we'll address things then. That is a lot of pressure to put on a young lady. Um, And there was never explanation as to why this was happening or what it was. Um, So I stayed on the pills. Fast forward to age 29. Um, I'm married and my husband and I decided we're going to start a family. Mm -hmm. I go off the birth control pill for the first time in 13 years. And um, I put on close to 100 pounds in three months. Started getting acne, facial hair, um, just mood swings. And I, I, there was, I said, something is, is not right here. Mm-hmm. I went to my general practitioner. I went to a couple of specialists, probably three of them, and told my story. And I was getting responses like, oh, you're stress eating because you're trying to get pregnant. Maybe you're sleep eating. Okay. Yeah. No, not happening. You know, the if audacity. You would, yeah. If you would just change your diet and slow your roll a little bit. So, uh, you know, it, the, the, the burden was put on me and, and the guilt and yeah. it was just, it was overwhelming. Um, finally, I saw a fourth doctor And I sat down and I said, you know, I've told my story to about three other people. So I figured what's one more person thinking that I'm absolutely (laughs) out of my mind. Right, right. And he had just finished his residency and he was the sweetest, sweetest doctor. And he sat there and he listened and he's like, his eyes got wide and he ran out of the room and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's something really wrong with me. He came back with a textbook. He opened up the textbook and there it was what I had and what I would be dealing with for the rest of my life, PCOS and the definition. And he said, I remember learning about this in medical school. I don't know a lot about it, but I will learn with you and we have to make some decisions. He then told me that I could either choose to get pregnant or choose to get healthy with PCOS, that there was nothing in between. I couldn't do both. So, um, I decided, I know that was really interesting, but, <laughs> but I decided to get pregnant because that was your power. Always yeah. my, yeah. my, my goal was to have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to a reproductive endocrinologist and went through infertility treatments and fortunately was able to get pregnant with my daughter, um, had my daughter. And then I decided I was going to get healthy with PCOS mm-hmm. and, um, saw a specialist in Philadelphia at the PCOS center and started with the lifestyle management, the supplements, the right medications, lost weight and miraculously got pregnant again with my second child. Mm -hmm. So after all of that occurred, I sat down and I thought about the responses from these medical professionals. I thought about how difficult it was for my voice to be heard and to to not be dismissed for something that was, that was valid. Right. Um, and I decided that I was going to start ed- educating and advocating for others that may have gone through my journey or, or other journeys where they were being dismissed. Um, because it just wasn't talked about. People say today that, that PCOS is being dismissed. Back then it was a hundred times worse. I think I was, I was saying earlier that 
you had maybe one or two Yahoo groups. Yes, <laughs> I am that old <laughs> back at the Yahoo groups um, that, that maybe talked about it. And there was a thread of women that were all talking about the same thing on these infertility boards. And out, out of that was created the very first PCOS organization that was called PCOSA. Mm -hmm. So um, they got all these voices together, all these women together, and we all just started a movement. Right. That is uh, amazing. And I just can't find the words to express to you, like how like incredible it is that you took that you even had the ability to look at your situation and say, no, this is not okay. Because I do think a lot of times when we're in the thick of it and we are being dismissed and we're being shamed and we're being guilted and we kind of have this behavior, especially here in the States, like, you know, like your doctor knows best. So what they say goes like just the simple fact that you had the ability to look at your situation and say, no, this is not okay. This is not, you know, how I should have been treated and, you know, my healthcare needed to improve and I'm not alone. Like that just blows my mind because I don't know that I would have acknowledged that. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, and it, it's hard to come to that self-realization. And I think it's important for patients in our community to be empowered and to realize that there are multiple options that when you go to a doctor, for the first time, consider that it's like an interview, um, right, that you, right. you're not married to that doctor or the treatment that they prescribe. And maybe it's best to get multiple opinions to see what fits your idea of, of where you want to go or how you want to be treated. Um, because symptoms and severity vary from person to person, and you have to treat each person as an individual. Um, and find the best care practices that work for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, that could even, I'm just assuming, especially since you were, you know, have been fighting with PCOS for over 20 years, has your PCOS evolved from like the time, like obviously like from your teens to when you were trying to get pregnant and then like where you possibly are now, like it's probably had your, it's changed over that it, time, it, right? It has majorly changed and if anything, I hope I'm a model for others of what not to do and what can happen. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I I wasn't diagnosed until I was 29. At that point, um, my body was already saying heck no to right. to changing. 50% um, of women by the time they're 30 have insulin resistance. Um, I was one of those women. And then by age 40, 50% of women with PCOS can have diabetes. Again, I am mm -hmm. one of those women. Wow. Um, I started out as a type two diabetic and I am now insulin dependent. Mm -hmm. uh, if I would have known as a young lady what I was dealing with and that through lifestyle management and medications um, or supplements that I could turn that around. I may not be where I am today. Um, you know, it started out with irregular periods, then I dealt with the infertility, and now I am dealing with the hormonal aftermath. Um, you know, an another thing that was very difficult is uh, about six years ago, again, because my hormones were so 
out of balance, I had to have a hysterectomy because I had abnormal uterine bleeding that just would not stop. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the medication, it was to the point where medications wouldn't even control that. Again, uh -huh. if it would have been treated as a hormonal endocrine condition right. from an early standpoint, that may not have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's something that I know our community and in such a, like we're really fighting to try to change that uh, stigma that it's just a reproductive disorder. Um, yes, it definitely affects the reproductive system. We're not saying it doesn't, but there's so much other uh, going on when it comes to like metabolic and, you know, especially with the insulin. I, I wasn't aware. I didn't know that you were, you were diabetic. So that's, yeah. that's something um, new for me to learn. And I am just assuming like the earlier detection and management, you know, it's just, that's probably a, a, just a huge tip for the listeners. Like if, even if you, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you, you're like, I don't know. It sounds like I may have PCOS, like seek out the diagnosis. Um, I've heard some women say, well, does it really matter if I have the diagnosis? And I, I feel like it does. <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world. I, I, and I will relate it again to something that touches my life. Um, I also hit another statistic that I had a daughter. And when you have PCOS, there is a 50% chance that you will pass it on to your daughter. Guess what? I passed it on to you my daughter, mm -hmm. but you know what? My daughter has her weight in check, her hormones in check, um, you know, lives a healthy lifestyle. And that's all because of the struggle that I went through right. and that she was educated as a teenager. You know, she's almost 20 and she was diagnosed at age 16. She has a really good outlook, a, a really good lifestyle. And that again, comes from education, early detection. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of doctors are concerned about diagnosing PCOS as a teenager because they say, oh, girls of this age, their hormones are all over right. the place and everything. But you have to look at the signs mm -hmm. to get these girls the help that they need. And I think it's really good just to be aware that, you know, that there is a genetic component to PCOS and, and you can, so I don't have girls, but I have boys and they're still at risk for those metabolic, you know, issues. And that's, you know, um, one of the things that they just recently had a physical one, six, one's 11. And I just told the doctor like, Hey, you know, I know that they're hitting all the parameters really good right now, but I just want you aware that this is what I have, they may have it. So as we keep doing these physicals, let's just be mindful of these metabolic parameters because yeah. you know it does put them at risk too. And how much different, like just like your daughter's, I think that's you know the proof is in the pudding. How much different her life is because she did, you know, luckily have you as an advocate and you know didn't just take, oh well you're a teenager, your periods are supposed to be abnormal. Um, which I do think some of our pediatric doctors are coming on board now with us. <laughs> they, They're like, okay, are, they, it's just different. You know, it, it's great because you are starting to see things crop up. Like um, in Philadelphia at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, they actually have a teen PCOS center there, which awesome. I think is phenomenal. Is and awesome. um, I, I know I'm going to mess this up somehow, but it, I believe it's Colorado. There's another Dr. Melanie Cree Green, mm -hmm. and she also has a teen um, the, yeah, center she, there, and she does 
a lot of research around right. adolescent PCOS. And we, we need this to keep happening. We need the research out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause I think that could definitely change the future of PCOS for a large group of people. I mean, and a huge group of people. Um, and I don't, I hope you don't mind me asking about this just because you had shared about your hysterectomy. And I know that that kind of comes up a lot because um, unfortunately some doctors are like, well, just have a hysterectomy or uh, there is a large, I mean, I, I guarantee you every single day I have some kind of communication on social media with a woman's like, oh, well, I had a hysterectomy. I should be fine now. Do you care to kind of elaborate or maybe even share from your experience just whatever you're comfortable with of like, it doesn't actually stop you from having PCOS. Um, it could improve some symptoms, obviously. Yeah, it can need to focus on PCOS. But, but yeah, oh, oh boy, could I talk on this topic for <laughs> Thank you. days on end. Um, I need to make this very, very clear. There is no cure for PCOS. I don't care if a doctor tells you a hysterectomy is going to cure it, losing weight is going to cure it, or a magic pill is going to cure it. It is a life long condition. Certainly you can reverse some of the symptoms and minimize them to the point where they do not really affect you, but it's always there. There's always an underlying hormone imbalance going on. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I also every day have someone telling me that uh, their doctor has recommended a hysterectomy or ovarian drilling or right. ovarian wedge resection. Wedge, yeah. It's, it is not a solution. Now, there are some reasons that it might be valid if you have uh, severe endometriosis or have endometrial cancer, or you know, there, mm -hmm. there, there are reasons to have it, or abnormal uterine bleeding that won't stop. Right, yes, right. that's a valid reason to have a hysterectomy. But to cure PCOS, no. What can happen after you have any of those procedures is you can alleviate the reproductive symptoms because you're not dealing with them anymore. Mm -hmm. However, again, PCOS is endocrine, which means it is metabolic. It is hormonal. You are still going to have that. And in some cases, after those procedures, after you get that little happy window where things are going well, things can get a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. it's not a great option. Well, and I'm assuming just because um, you had that at a point in your life where you already know like how to manage your PCOS, like that, maybe that transition was a little bit better for you or did you still really struggle after? Really, really struggled um, because it, it kicked me into menopause mm. and that's, that's another area that, that is another area of a woman's life with PCOS that is often neglected. Right. Um, because a lot of women are told once they have menopause. It's a reproductive year. That's, yes, that's, that's yes. not accurate. Oh, it's a myth. <laughs> that, every time I hear women of reproductive age, I just go, la, 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 la. I don't, because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so unrealistic. You're, you're, again, it is lifelong. But um, with, with menopause, the hormones tend to ramp up more. Um, so your severity of symptoms like the excess hair, the acne. I'm sorry. I know I'm telling people things they don't want to hear. Oh, but well, I mean, but it, I mean, it's good for us to know to have these conversations because who else is going to have them with you? Absolutely. And mm -hmm. even the weight, um, it, it's been a struggle. 
And I think throughout the life cycle, you have to adapt or readapt what you're doing depending on where you are in that lifestyle. So PCOS is not a constant where you take, I'm just gonna throw it out there, take metformin for your entire life and you're gonna be fine. Right, you right. have to you have to be willing to adapt and make adjustments because your hormones change through lifestyle mm-hmm. life cycle. So um, it's important to readdress that and have your hormones checked annually to see where you are and to make those adjustments. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really great message because I also hear a lot of times like, oh, well, I did X amount of diet, I did, you know, this, and my PCOS is gone, and I'm like for how long? Like, I'm not trying to discourage you by no means. I'm just trying to be realistic and just trying to make women, you know, more aware of like, it's going to have ebbs and flows. And and I love how you said, like, we have to learn how to readapt. You know, my PCOS from the time I got diagnosed to where I am now to shit two years ago where I couldn't even get out of bed. It is just vastly different. And things change you know like we have to constantly adapt what do you like just just where you are currently what does your regimen like what do you do to kind of help you manage your your pcos currently well i as as i discussed i am insulin dependent so Mm -hmm. i have to take my insulin um my nutrition uh is based on the basics just low carbs low sugar um I try to be as active as I can with even just walking. Right. Um, I also take supplements um, mm-hmm. every day. Uh, and um, it, it's just that that's pretty much it. It's just the consciousness with the, with the lifestyle management right. and the, the supplements and the medication that I take. Um, the good and news again, is- that, that, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it's manageable. And I think like, like you said, like you're not trying to to say all these things to discourage people, but let's also come in and, and just let you know, like you can manage this. Even if you do have these unfortunate symptoms and your PCOS changes over time, you have all the power within you to readapt and, and do what your body needs it to do. Absolutely. I just think people get discouraged um, because for far too long, most of us have walked into our doctor's office and uh, have told them something was going on and you either get on the one spectrum, well, you're overweight and if you would just lose weight, you would cure your PCOS or someone who walks in who may be thin with PCOS is told, you're too thin to have PCOS. What are you talking about? Get out of my office. (laughs) So, I mean, there's, there's no there's no real support. And when you don't feel supported, you don't feel motivated to make those changes because you feel what's, what's the point? Who's listening to me? Why, why should I do something? It's not going to change the world by doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. And I think maybe that's a good segue into something else that we definitely wanted to share about like, how do we get the support? Like who is supporting us and trying to make this change? And you've got some like awesome news coming up that I know you wanted to share with everyone. Um, So do you care to share what's going on right now? What's going on? Well, September is PCOS Awareness Month. Yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> this year in particular is extremely exciting. Um, you know, COVID has brought a lot of bad things, but it's brought some good things as well. Um, 
because of it, we have kind of shifted the platform to be more virtual. So we're engaging a lot of people in the activities. Um, I work with the organization PCOS Challenge, which is PCOSChallenge.org. Uh, they have really been at the forefront of pushing policy forward, of mm -hmm. having people use their voices for change. Um, they're just they're, they're, they're amazing. I can't say enough about them, but right. for PCOS Awareness Month, um, it started out on the 1st of September. We had World PCOS Day, yes. which is a day of unity. Um, I took part in a conversation with literally over 20 organizations and leaders around the world for PCOS. And for the first time ever, we're going to be working together on a global initiative Wow. to end PCOS, uh, which is that really exciting. That just gives exciting. me chills. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah it, it, it's, it's wonderful because I, I think we all realize that it's great that we're doing things in our own countries, but as a united front, mm -hmm. we can really make change happen. And, and it's just, not just with leaders, but communities as well, that if people just start communicating and opening their voices and saying, this is not okay, mm -hmm. things will change but you right. have to get involved you have to realize that there is hope out there so back to the events on september 1st <laughs> on top of the um the conversation we had we had um quite a few iconic landmarks around the world like teal for pcos um some of them like the new york stock exchange mm -hmm. the world trade center, trade center. Yeah. uh NASCAR Hall of Fame. I mean, all of these amazing, and that's just in the US. I mean, we had the Dublin Convention Center, we had all over the world. Um, and it was wonderful that out of all of this darkness, there is a light of hope. So yeah. that was a wonderful event. Um, there are still some lightings going on. Uh, the next thing coming up, September 13th, we have a gala. Yeah, and a silent auction. We have celebrities. We have members of Congress. We have patient awesome. leaders, providers, and it's an event that is open to absolutely everyone, no matter mm -hmm. where you are in the world. Um, it is a night of celebration. Uh, it's a night of recognition, and it's it's going to be like an awards show, like the Tony yeah. Awards or the American Music Awards. There, it, it's just I wish that I could visually show people show. <laughs> you know it's yes, just just hear me talk about it you you hear a woman saying yada yada this is great this is wonderful <laughs> but it's it truly it, oh, it is going, it's going to, be to be remarkable yeah life changing yeah. um so you have that and then you also have some symposiums september 12th 19th and 26th which are the educational series with over mm -hmm. 40 experts PCOS experts from yeah, around the yeah. globe. Um, so to look at all of these events and to get involved, use your voice, show up, support, go to PCOSAwarenessMonth.org and find something to do. There are even 5Ks. You can sign up to run a 5K. Right, so right. just, just yeah. do something. Pick one thing. That's what I ask every listener. Pick one thing and just do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, really this year, um, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to travel to the event. Like it is, is accessible to everyone now. And I think that is amazing. You're going to learn so much. I promise you, you're, you will be empowered 
And it's just, just, yeah, just pick one thing and do it. Um, Ashley, I do want to know from your perspective of, you know, you've been this pioneer for our community. You're doing all these amazing things. You've overcome so many amazing things. Like what it is about you that allows you to be this fierce and just like keep trudging forward. That I know that there's better that can be done. There are, there is, I don't want anybody to go through what I went through and to feel as isolated and alone as I feel. And, and it's funny because people say, well, don't you have family and you have kids and this and that? Yeah. But what you don't understand is when chronic illness hits you and someone else can't relate to that, that you, you do, you, you feel alone, like no one else can understand and you can't communicate with others about it. So building a community of others that understand and that can share that experience means everything. And it's the only way that things are going to change. So okay. um, I, I just think it was, I, I just needed to, to get my story out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know that when this all started for me, do you remember a show called Mystery Diagnosis? Have you ever seen that? Yes, I've heard of it. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Were you on that show? I was on that show. Shut I was the front door. <laughs> I was the first person televised about PCOS on Shut TV. Up. I knew that you have been on like news, like, haven't you been on like, with it? Yeah, I've been on America? Fox News. Or, okay. I was a uh, Glamour Magazine. Uh, woman's yeah. world i've done a lot i told of you guys you're in for a treat like she's a total <laughs> celebrity like i don't think you understood just how <laughs> lucky I'm you are to be i'm like her voice right now <laughs> oh my god i'm like a z-list celebrity if anything <laughs> shut <laughs> up shut up whatever um <laughs> that is i'm gonna have to can i look that up on youtube can we find that actually yeah if you type in okay. mystery diagnosis and pcos okay the segment will come up all right i'm watching that yeah, girl, that <laughs> is yeah, amazing. Was, that yeah, was I, so hard for me. Yeah, I, um, I just, you know, I really ad admire you so much, and I knew that um, that you have just been, you know, hitting the ground running for us for so long. Like I said, I just. I can't imagine another advocate before you. I mean, like you were like the OG. You're the one that that you know that started all of this, and I mean, it's just it's just phenomenal the work that you're doing um thank you, you know, but you you know what i i always i <laughs> i feel funny hearing that because there are so many incredible advocates in our community um and i have never been one that i i want the light shined on me especially because i'm getting to that point where where uh, I, I have to maybe consider PCOS retirement at some point. And some of these other voices really need to be heard and are doing such amazing things. Like you do incredible advocacy. Shelby, PCOS support yeah. girl, does mm -hmm. amazing advocacy. There, there are all these, these people out there and, and it's time for your voices to be heard at this point, you know? Well, you led the way. <laughs> 
You, you <laughs> okay, the, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Yeah, you led the way. <laughs> like you showed us it could be done. Uh, Shelby too, you know, I'm like the, the baby in this situation. And uh, yeah, like Shelby definitely led, led the way. So um, as well, like she followed, like you're just like the, the mommy goose. Like we're all just like... <laughs> trudging along behind you <laughs> in our little teal feathers. That's right. Yeah, shake your teal feathers. I love I it. I know, I know. We need to hashtag that. Um, <laughs> what, um, I just have like one last question and I promise we'll, we'll wrap this up. But um, where do you just, because you're so involved on a global level with all these organizations, like I know that you can kind of taste the future of like where all of this stuff is leading, like as far as like advocacy, PCOS as a community, like what do you expect to see in the future of the PCOS community? What I expect is that we have support from our government, that we have an increase in funding because right now we get 0.1%. 0 .1. How lovely is that? That's nothing. So we need to get, the funding, uh, we need the government support, and most importantly, again, we need our community to come together and realize that this is global, that this is a bigger picture, that it goes outside of our personal feelings, um, and that united and uh, strong, we can overcome this and make change happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ashley, where can they find you on social media? They can find me at P-C-O-S-G-U-R-L. I am the girl. Girl. So, <laughs> so it's PCOS girl. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And I will put uh, the link to all of that in the show notes as well as um, for the, the PCOS challenge events that are going on. So everyone can reach out with that as well. Thank you so much for sharing your story and so much like really good advice and information as well. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for all that you do for, you know, really helping motivate and support and, and really just push the mission forward. Um, yeah. We, you know, you're a big part of this picture and I thank you. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I say that makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm just doing nothing over here. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on Live Free Radio. If you have any questions or would like to be featured here on the show, email me at Letitia at LiveFreeHealthCoaching.com. I also want to take this time to ask you, if you are enjoying the episodes and the podcast, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. This will help women like you find the podcast so that they too can be empowered and feel supported in this community.